0: Hey everybody, I want to welcome you to the first reported podcast from yours truly, um, titling it What Really Chaps My Ass, partly to um, engage the listener to start listening, but also because a lot of this is going to be politically motivated, it really does chap my ass. There are a lot of things out there that are serious, a lot of things not so serious, and um, Mind-blowing, let's not forget, you know, nonsensical, quite frankly. And my attempt in these podcasts is to try to take an issue one at a time. Look at it, really get to the heart of what I think is ridiculous about it, um, and then try to come to a solution on it. The solutions are obviously going to be much more difficult. And since it seems that anybody can do a podcast, and I do mean anyone I've looked at some of these <laughs> you know I'm thinking that I might be able to clear the bar um, you know and I have no idea if this will pan out I don't have a long-term plan I don't have producers fancy equipment or even a following quite frankly and that would include myself but I think enough things will come up that will surely chat my ass so here it goes episode 1 the week of November 30th as we officially enter into the holiday season, I have a sincere hope that we can return civility to the political debate. I do not think we should retreat from it altogether. I think that that would actually be very dangerous. I think we've seen from you know, 2008 to 2016, unfortunately during Obama's time, it seemed to disengage a lot of people and then engage them quite dramatically. And I think it's healthy, uh, engaging, and sometimes uplifting to talk politics with folks um, passionately. But you have to be respectful as well. I don't think politics should be the forbidden conversation out on the edges or in the ether because as we've seen with issues that come up and morality questions, politics should really be ingrained into who we are. And I think that in order to work toward commonality, that middle ground, which is vital to even start any healthy political debate, I fundamentally believe that, one, you cannot assume the other person's an asshole, even if you think, okay, you know that they are. And the second is you need to want to understand the other point of view. And it doesn't mean that you need to sacrifice your principles or your beliefs. Just try to walk a mile in their shoes. Listen. It's critical. I think otherwise, you will always be disgruntled, always be angry, and stressed the fuck out. Trust me. But I think in order to get to that common ground, we have to acknowledge the outlandish extremes that many push and believe in somehow. You know, I am not an elected official. I am not someone with a large dais from which I could be a thought influencer, you know, based on logic, which begs the question, where the fuck are elected Republicans and their cojones to call out this incendiary conspiracy bullshit? I am trying to rationalize just how people decide to support Trump and those like him. And they continue to support him to this day. To so their death, probably. You know, and at some point, I also want to steer the conversation back toward the center, and this is obviously the most challenging, and it's doubtful that I can be as substantive as I want to be on this first podcast. So, you know, this rant may be uncomfortable. Will certainly be long. Um, those who know me already know this, um, but provided you can tolerate the sound of my voice. My hope is that it's worth it. You know, no, I don't think that Trump voters feel all of these things. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't angry and trying to rationalize why many continue to support him and others like him when these things are known to be true. At least four out of five dentists say so. You know, here's, here's just a sampling of things that I assume Trump supporters believe. If you believe that Trump won the election by a lot. If you believe there was massive fraud, if you believe he won the popular vote in 2016, if you believe that it is up to Biden to prove that votes for him were not illegally cast, if you believe that the 2000 election argument applies to 2020 for the purposes of Trump conceding, or not, if you believe that Rudy hasn't fallen really, really hard since being America's mayor, if you believe that the media calling this election is any different than what they've done in prior elections, and if you believe that it is not entirely seditious, treasonous, traitorous, and poisonous to intentionally... And falsely raise suspicion and question the legitimacy of Biden's election by spewing crime of the century level accusations and public announcements, Twitter and all that, only to significantly tamp down the rhetoric when asked to prevent, to present rather, actual evidence in court under perjury, by the way, because you have no solid evidence then I think it is quite possible that you may also believe that one ballot box per county in Texas seems totally fine. That it should be difficult to vote, and you need to do it in person. That political gerrymandering is totally on the up and up. It's possible you also believe that saying happy holidays is anti-Christian, That gay people are coming to indoctrinate your children. That Christians are oppressed in the United States. That free healthcare somehow is an insult to how you had to go through life earning everything. So why should anybody else get it for free? That we will become communist if the Democrats end up controlling the Senate. That your 401Ks will go poof once Biden steps into the Oval Office that Trump did not ask the Ukraine to announce investigations in exchange for USAID directly. He did. You might also believe that the Russia investigation was really all a hoax with absolutely no reason to investigate this phony steel dossier, etc. You might also believe that he is in it for you and not entirely for his own brand. You might believe that coal is coming back that the manufacturing job you had should have been yours forever and it's the Democrats' fault that you never managed to retrain and adapt for changing times. You might believe they are coming for your suburbs, they are coming for your guns, and it doesn't matter who they really are. You might believe that America First is totally patriotic and not at all dangerous. That Trump is an honest businessman you might believe that Trump Air, Trump University, Trump Stakes, Trump Casinos, blah, 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 are all some big American success story. You may believe that Trump treats the presidency with any more respect than a reality TV show. That nothing you do impacts the world around you. You might believe that with ultimate power does not come ultimate responsibility. You might believe that there is no such thing as systemic racism. And for the last time, admitting this exists does not mean you are a racist. It does not mean you need to apologize for being white. It doesn't mean that you owe blacks some reparation dollar amount that you can't afford to pay. You might also believe that the 1776 Commission is totally patriotic and not at all deliberate propaganda to reprogram our children to think Americans are better than everyone. You might believe that it's a sign of weakness to question our founding fathers' place in history. You might believe that law and order is a real mantra that Trump believes in and that he abides by, and that Trump knows more than the generals, that General Manis is overrated, that it really would have been four years until a vaccine came out if he was not president. You might believe that he would actually let you into one of his golf resorts as a guest. You might believe that he actually has a health care plan. Remember, it was so simple. You might also believe that John McCain was a loser for being captured, that Rush Limbaugh was worthy of the Medal of Freedom. You might also believe that people who kneel for the anthem are sons of bitches who should be fired. You might also believe that being vindictive, petty, and fighting people on Twitter is indicative of strength. You might believe that Trump speaks the truth even half the time. You might also believe that he respects or admires others. You might believe that Trump is a true Republican or a conservative Christian. And finally, the most problematic, you may also believe that Trump could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and not lose any voters. I would scratch that, and I would replace it with, he could risk hundreds of thousands of lives by doing nothing, on a national level related to COVID-19. You know, I could certainly spend an entire rant just on COVID, but I'm not going to do so here. Even though it is probably the most telling and the most brutal illustration of how inept and how uncaring he is as an individual. But it's pretty difficult to argue this perspective that they, you know, that they treated human lives basically as being worth less than someone's job. I say all this because I want to know why Trump was the answer for this quote-unquote forgotten population. I really do. You know, I would certainly entertain a conversation with anyone, either as a response to this rant, as a follow-up podcast episode, or separately one-on-one. You know, I pride myself in researching many sources and trying to understand every angle. I want to understand why it seems to be Trump above country. I do believe, unfortunately, that there are a lot of people that believe every single one of the points I made above and will buy into anything he says. They take his word as gospel. They equate speaking his mind with truth-telling. And that is absolutely frightening. Just because your Uncle Nick starts spewing a bunch of bullshit at a family picnic doesn't mean he's telling anything related to the truth. It means he's speaking his mind. You might find out he's an asshole when you already probably thought it. But I mean, I think if you believe every one of these points that I made above, then I'm guessing we wouldn't be rubbing elbows at at a shindig or even having a drink together. You know, because in full disclosure, I'll tell you, I believe in exactly zero of those thoughts that I provided just a bit ago. But I also think that in order to support a man like Trump, and I'm not saying just Trump, but a man like him or a woman like him, for that matter, you have to be as close to 100% on board with all of the points above. But as I said at the beginning of this, these are assumptions I would generally make and I know not all of them are accurate. You know, I think if you can find just a few points above that you do not buy into, to me, that should be enough to no longer support him. You know, at least it used to be. Now I firmly believe that what you have in your wallet or what you think you'll have, based on who is in the Oval Office, should not matter. I know it sounds strange, you know, but his, my farm will do better under his administration or my business. I consider my right to vote to be sacred. It is vital that I consider all angles. It is vital that I educate myself from a civic perspective. It is vital that I understand how much or how very little just one person can impact my life, even if that person is the president. It is vital that I consider just how little respect one man can show for the greatest job anyone can hold. I mean, you know, I voted for Clinton back in 1992. It was the, my very first presidential election. And over the course of his first term, with the Martin Lewinsky issue and other sordid tales from the Clintons, you know... I couldn't vote for him again in 96. Even though I knew Dole had no shot to win the presidency, I did not care because I was voting principle over party, principle over policies that would impact me directly. You know, fast forward to the present and I am more and more disgusted, quite frankly, by how low that morality bar really is for our current leaders. You could say whatever the hell you want and there are no consequences. You know, wasn't the GOP the party of values and morality? Whose who's values? Who Whose morals? Because the question of morality, in my opinion, is woven into many of the points I raised above. For example, calling McCain a loser is directly indicative of how low a person Trump is. And it also kind of extrapolates out to this Whether or not he said that killed soldiers were losers and all that, I don't even care if he said it. The fact is that he said it about McCain, and I probably think he means it with military folks. You know, I just don't understand how you cannot connect the dots there. Do you really think McCain was a loser? No. Why did he say it? Oh, I'm not worried about that. He's just being non-PC. He's just speaking his, mind, speaking his mind. So he really thinks that someone captured as a POW, suffered for years, and then was finally released is a loser. My God, that, that should matter. Facing that truth doesn't mean that folks have to surrender to the radical left and the media. It means they're speaking for themselves and not allowing Trump and Trumpism to speak for them. It seems like all he has to do is put little words in there, and all of a sudden, it's this subliminal messaging that triggers you to balk like a chicken. I mean, you know, elitist, Hollywood, academia, media, and all of a sudden, the base is totally stoked. What, 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 what'd they say? What'd they say? I don't believe them. Look, the media is not the enemy. They never were. I want that to stop. Largely, they report facts, And just because the overwhelming majority of news stories are anti-Trump doesn't mean they aren't true. It's not the deep state. The man lies constantly and lives in an alternate reality, so it should not be a shocker that most are critical of him. I mean, defending him just for the sake of not believing what the fake news says, oftentimes not even hearing what the news is actually saying, I think it's weak And kind of states, I don't care what they say, I'll I'll still support them. And all that pretty much strips away your ability to think for yourself. And that's a damn shame. I mean, do you really believe that Trump is of high enough character and a decent enough person to deserve your support? Or do character and decency no longer matter? You know, as I've said before several times in posts I've written, like on Facebook, I believe that morality must weigh more than wealth, period. Because wealth really doesn't give us any better chance at salvation, or whatever you may believe in, if we sacrifice our principles and what we know to be true. We have to have reached a tipping point on bullshit by now, right? I mean, is it, it is insane how much truth-bending is just okay for many. At what point... What line does he have to cross before you say, fuck this? Don't get me wrong. Politics are filled with lies for sure. And for years, these lies were on the edges. They're creative spin. They, you know, bent just a little bit in an effort to convince you that one side is right over the other. But I really believe that Trump and Trumpism have perverted the very definitions of patriotism heroism, bravery, strength, honesty, truth, facts, alternative facts, and, and, and really what it means to be an American. You know, this, aren't you a patriot? You know, don't you want to keep crime off the streets? Do you want to let the socialists take over? You, know, you, you want to have people lose their jobs for your Green New Deal. You want to remove our history. Leave those statues alone, goddammit. You hate the police. I mean, so many of these types of comments are using the worst-case scenarios as examples At ultra-left or ultra-right, and they have to stop. We need to adamantly call out all bullshit as soon as it's out there. We have to return to civil political debate, have disagreements, but not shouting matches or shaming in public forums. You know, otherwise... I really feel that our nation is doomed. I continue to have that faith that this is not who we are, that we're a nation that's probably, I don't know, 60, 70, 75% in the middle somewhere, and the rest is on the periphery. I mean, after all, nature abhors a vacuum, and the loudest voice fills it and sets the tone. And we end up getting nowhere and told that we have to hate each other because we didn't speak louder and more frequently than some of these conspiracy theory folks. You know, so back to that return to center mentality. As I said, not to get engaged in shouting matches, it's me shouting at myself here. You know, that, that really is the tough part. It starts, I think, like I said, with not assuming the other side's evil. You know, not allowing the worst feelings we have to come out right away. Safeguard your principles, but bend your ear a little bit. You know, take an issue like gun control. You know, a large majority of people support the right to gun ownership. You know, so if we start there, just there, instead of either you want to take all my guns or the other side, you're okay with people just walking into a school and shooting it up, then actual productive debate could ensue. You know, it's part of what watching government function or dysfunction or not function at all so incredibly frustrating. You know, so to wrap all this up, it's not a with a bow, that's for darn sure. Um, you know, we should start to with two people on opposite sides of the issue agreeing to understand the viewpoints of the other. That's all it takes. Just listen. Try to understand where they're coming from. It's a stupid analogy, but You know, the negotiations, quote-unquote, at the end of Spies Like Us, which for me is a great 80s film. You know, it's exactly the point. Two groups of people that didn't want nuclear weapons anymore, and they went in a room, and they drank, and they knocked that shit out and made it happen. Sometimes it really can be that simple. So please, let's return to civility. Let's return to a common ground that so many of us share. Let's end the bullshit that keeps getting spewed day in and day out. That's all I got for this week. Thanks a lot.